listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. This week we have a fun guest is the fat femme Asian sensation, Mateo Valentine. A guy that's been up and coming the last year and a half or so with Chicago style wrestling. This weekend, he's gonna be wrestling for Power Entertainment. He's done some stuff for CSW Northland, Lucha Libre Total, and also Proving Grounds, which is a web series on YouTube. So we will get into that with Mateo in just a few short minutes. But first of all, I just wanna thank all of the listeners of the podcast, all the viewers of the website, all, all the loyal fans, followers of Windy City Slam and WindyCitySlam.com because this week commemorates the third anniversary of the inception of Windy City Slam, covering Chicagoland professional wrestling and the big boys as well. It's a lifelong passion of mine. I'm so glad I've been able to do this. I've met so many great people the last three years. So much wonderful wrestling talent I've seen over the last three years. Uh, I feel my life, like my life has been enriched by this project. It's getting bigger and bigger. We had our first advertiser recently on WindyCitySlam.com. Go check that out and support them as well. And now, whew, after all that um, reminiscing about the last three years, let's take a look at some of the big news in professional wrestling, starting with the national scene. Last week I mentioned I was a little bit in doubt about the CM Punk rumors and the CM Punk return. Well, you know what? I think I've done a 180 on it. I think he's coming back. I mean, maybe he's got me fooled again. I don't know. But AEW announces Rampage First Dance live from the United Center in Chicago Friday night, August the 20th. It'll be a live TV taping at the United Center's down the street where CM Punk lives. So I'm thinking maybe where there's smoke, there's fire. Maybe Punk is back. I'm very excited to see where it goes. Punk has always been one of my favorites. Seven and a half years without him, it's kind of hurt as a wrestling fan. You know, people have had varying opinions on Punk, whether they like him or they don't, or he was in the wrong, or WWE was in the wrong, or whoever was in the wrong. But I'm just excited to see what the next few weeks brings to AEW, perhaps with CM Punk, perhaps with Brian Danielson. I'm very excited about SummerSlam and WWE and very excited about local independent wrestling as well. And as the month of August continues, as we head into September as well, some amazing, amazing stuff coming up. And stay tuned for all that fun. Back to AEW real quick. Reports are that Hangman Adam Page is now out of the main event match at AEW All Out, which is Sunday night, September 5th, in Hoffman Estates. It appeared that Page and Kenny Omega 
were poised for a showdown for the AEW championship. But it appears that Tony Khan and the powers that be in AEW have changed their mind. And I'm kind of hurt by that because I'm a big Hangman Page fan. He's a guy that people gravitate to. A little bit of Stone Cold Steve Austin, a little bit of Cowboy, a little bit of Redneck, a little bit of fun-loving guy with the drinking and the audience participation. And I really, really, really was looking forward to maybe Hangman breaking the long run of Kenny Omega for the AEW World Championship. But now apparently not going to happen. Um, I think it sucks. I really was really looking forward to Hangman Page winning that title. That guy really, really won me over. He's a fresh character over the last couple of years. I mean, he's not a Cody Rhodes. He's not even a Young Bucks. He's not even a Kenny Omega. He's not any of the WWE guys that jumped over like Jericho or Moxley or Miro. All guys who have done well under the AEW umbrella. But I love Hangman Page. I love me some cowboy shit, as I said last week. Really disappointed in that. I hope at some point they change their mind because I think Page deserves a run. And heck, if AEW can't get it right, maybe WWE can. You never know. I mean, a lot of people are probably like, what the hell am I thinking? Because WWE doesn't get anything right. And turning the page to WWE, they released Bray Wyatt last week. Supposedly, Bray requested it, I think. I mean, there have been conflicting reports. It's possibly related to the some of the difficult mental issues that he's endured over the past few months. Brody Lee, a.k.a. Luke Harper, was a guy that really, really touched a lot of people's lives behind the scenes. The Dark Order was a thing that was really, really coming up with Brody in AEW. The Wyatt family was a favorite act of many people in WWE. And I think it really hit Bray very, very hard. I mean, those two became very close friends, dating back to their NXT days, all the way up to the main roster of WWE. Bray's careers had some ups and downs, ebbs and flows and all that. But I'm very sad to see Bray's release. I mean, Will he go to AEW? Will he come back to WWE? That remains to be seen. I just hope if whatever is going on in Bray's life, everything is good, and that he can possibly come back down the line. And also, I love NXT probably more than most people do. And Tuesday night, it's disappointment viewing for me. I watch NXT, just love the show. And Karrion Cross, the NXT champion, I just feel... Again, main roster of WWE misusing Karrion Cross. The guy's the NXT champion. He's never lost in NXT. He has this huge match coming up with Samoa Joe at TakeOver 36 in a few weeks on SummerSlam weekend. Now Cross gets the call to the main roster as NXT champion. So he's moonlighting on Raw in addition to his NXT duties. First match on Raw. Loses on a roll-up to Jeff Hardy, and Jeff holds his tights. It's like, are you freaking kidding me? This is carrying across. And another thing, where the heck is Scarlett? Scarlett is a huge part of his act in NXT. That really makes it go. The whole, the fire, the, the music, the fall and pray, having Scarlett come out with him, to pose in the ring. It, what is Vince and Creative doing? I mean... You gotta keep those two together. You gotta have Karen Cross and you gotta have Scarlett together. And I think at some point, hopefully, Triple H takes over. 
for the creative on the main roster because this is ridiculous. And I, I, let's just go on to local stuff real quick before we get to our guest, Mateo Valentine. Local wrestling. Last couple of weeks, we had Freelance Underground's Phase In. And now this week, the first episode of the Phase In show will be dropping on IWTV.live Tuesday night, August the 3rd, 9 p.m. Central. That's right after NXT for your wrestling loyalists. And the matches for the first episode of the show include Freelance Independent Champion Laney Luck against Davey Bang, Freelance Underground Tag Team Champions, the Brothers of Construction, Ruffo and Yabo, against this awesome team of Country Air from the Milwaukee area, that's Zach Hendricks and Doc Simmons. Then we have Trevor Outlaw against Acid Jazz, and the rising star of Storm Grayson taking on Lee Moriarty. So that should be a hell of a show. Catch it 9 p.m. Central. And beyond that, on IWTV.live. Check out Freelance Underground Phase In. Also, this past weekend was Zello Pro's Ballroom Brawl at Turner Hall Ballroom in Milwaukee. I unfortunately did not get up there to see the show, but I'm very excited to see what developed. But I cannot share spoilers, but I want to let everybody know that this Thursday night, it will be dropping on Fight TV. Fight TV will have the pay-per-view, will have the full card of Zello Pro's Ballroom Brawl. And just some of the matches from that show, Jordan Grace defending the Zello Pro Women's Championship against Chelsea Green. We have the very good and very evil Dan Housen against Trevor Outlaw with Frank the Clown, of course. Blood Onyx and Missa Kate. One Sexy Mofo, Bryce Benjamin against CJ Esparza. Sky Blue versus Heather Reckless, and yet another match of their long rivalry. Sierra versus Brooke Valentine. Plus, we'll see Big John Crowley, who was last week's guest on Windy City Slam podcast. So if you missed that, check that out in the archives, wherever you find your podcasts. As well as Colt Cabana, Swaggle, and Zello Pro Champion, GPA. All right, let's turn to CSW Northland. Last Saturday, July the 30th, in the Lake in the Hills, Algonquin area. And these results, courtesy of the awesome Steve Arendt. And here we go with some of those results. Acid Jazz defeating Cody James. Steve Boz defeats Counselor Eric Schultz. Metalhead defeats TJ Steele after hitting him with a steel pipe, ironically, and making him pass out. And once again, I'm sure Axel Rico probably will be kicking my ass about mispronouncing it, but La Sociedad Barriqua, I think that was actually decent. Axel Rico and Chuko, they defeat Glorious and Yummy, today's guest, Mateo Valentine, and Joey Mayberry. Plus, we had Cypher defeating Mario Pardua, and Heather Reckless defeating Adam Stallion. Fast forward to this weekend, Power Entertainment presents a double shot. First, Friday Night Lights, Friday Night at Teawood Bar and Grill in Wooddale, 8 p.m. bell time. Main event is POW champion Scott Spade against the Southland Championship Wrestling Champion JPH. Title versus title. So the winner, if there's a clear-cut winner, will have both championships. I know for sure that Spade wrestles, 
regularly for SCW. So you never know. Maybe he walks away with both, or maybe JPH walks away with both. It would be interesting to see what happens. Then uh, this week's guest, Mateo Valentine, takes on the Mass Marauder. Then we have Mihux O'Bannon versus Kazai. And then the second shot of the double shot is Saturday night, Road to Rage, back at Powell's home base of American Legion Hall in Fox Lake, 7 p.m. bell time. We have Hardcore Craig versus Tristan Hayes in a no-count-out, no-disqualification match. Now, this is a rematch back from the event in Bridgeview, the 3rd of July celebration, where there was a double disqualification after they both pushed the referee out of the ring. So it'll be interesting to see if we have a clear-cut winner finally in this little rivalry. Then we have Joey Chichi against Ruthless Ramon of the Bad Ombre Cartel. Again, Joey Chichi, a past Windy City Slam podcast guest. He and Chaz Moretti joined us a few weeks ago. So if you're interested in that interview, just go back and check out the archives and wherever you find your podcasts. Then we have Revolution, the team of Jimmy Blaze and Eric Freedom against BMI, Mike Idol, and Jamie Race, with Joey Roth and Roxy in their corner. Vic Capri takes on Mason Perks, Paulie Tomaselli against Tyler Sullivan, Cody James against Axel Abreu, and again, Meat Hooks O'Bannon against Kazile. And looking at this weekend, Mason Perks, if he survives this weekend, between a rematch with Jim Blaze on Friday night at Friday Night Lights, and then the ice pick Vic Capri on Saturday. If, if Mason Perks survives this weekend, he will indeed earn himself a badge of honor. I mean, th- those guys could kill him. <laughs> but we'll see what happens to, with young Mason Perks. And for more events in the Chicagoland area, Northeast Illinois, Northwest Indiana, and Southeast Wisconsin, as well as the big boys, check out WindyCitySlam.com. And go to Calendar Events for a listing. All right, folks. Coming up next, this week's special guest, the Fat Femme Asian sensation, Mateo Valentine. Check out WindyCitySlam.com for news, analysis, photo galleries, and links for Chicagoland independent wrestling, plus stories on the big boys such as AEW, WWE, and Impact Wrestling. Also, while you're there, Catch up on the latest episodes of Windy City Slam Podcast. All right, on the line right now. So very excited to have on for the very first time on Windy City Slam Podcast, the fat femme Asian sensation, Mateo Valentine. How you doing, Mateo? Thank you so much. I am also professional wrestling's resident thirsty boy because I am what? Single. I'm single. I'm very, <laughs> I don't know what. ready to mingle. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to mingle, y'all. It's, it's I have no, I, I just, mm. So this weekend, uh, you're making your in-ring debut for POW Entertainment. And that, again, that's Friday night, August the 6th at Teawood Bar and Grill in Wooddale, 8 p.m. bell time. And it will be you, Mateo Valentine, against the Masked Marauder. Now, what's it like to, to get in the ring for POW Entertainment for the first time? It's such an incredible opportunity. I love Jimmy Blaze so much. I love um, everybody who has worked 
at POW Entertainment. And I remember my first time at, when I was in Twin Lakes and I was so scared. I was just helping to set up the ring and they were so welcoming and they were so loving. And so they really had this family aspect to it. And I was just felt so welcome. So I cannot wait that on Friday, August 6th, Mateo Valentine against the Mass Marauder at T Woods. It's going to be a fun, entertaining match. And I cannot wait to see that crowd and they have them cheer for me. Now, Mass Marauder is a guy who uh, took a little bit of a beating from uh, Joy the Pitbull Chichi in uh, Bridgeview on July the 3rd. Well, it was a late, it was amazing to watch, wasn't it? Yeah. And he's a guy who might have a little bit of um, kind of something to prove against you. So, uh, what do you have to do to guard against that? Well, he has to prove a lot because let's just say he's been losing a lot. And just seeing him on the floor, you know, and seeing all the guys who have been on top of him, I'm going to be the next one. I'm going to be the next one. I'm going to be on top of him. So it's going to be really, really fun. Uh, real quick, getting into the card for POW Entertainment Show on uh, Friday night. Um, the main event is going to be POW champion Scott Spade against the Southland Championship Wrestling champion, JPH. It's a title for title match. And obviously it's you, Mateo Valentine, against the Mass Marauder. We also have Meat Hooks O'Bannon versus Kazile and the young Mason Perks in a rematch with psychotic Jimmy Blaze. So that should be a fun card. Everybody see if you can get out the T-Wood in Wooddale. That's not far from O'Hare. Um, fun venue, fun company, POW Entertainment. And speaking of fun companies, another company that you're really close to is Chicago Style Wrestling, CSW. Tell me a little bit about your journey with Steve Boz and company with CSW. Um, so before, um, I was looking for professional wrestling schools all around, all around Chicagoland. And so I decided to do the one thing that, um, people told me was to go to an indie show. And so my first indie show was Chicago style wrestling. I distinctly remember it. It was Chicago style wrestling. And the main event was Nick Brubaker and Tommy Dreamer. And I was just like, I love this. This is amazing. And so I went to the after party and they, and I told us like, I'm very interested in becoming a um, professional wrestler. And so Steve Boz gave me the information. And um, I think, I think like a year later um, I messaged him and he said, come in, you know, I'll see what you can do. And then the, um, the rest of it is history. I've been part of the Chicago style wrestling um academy since 20 uh since january 2020 and i haven't looked back since yeah csw is a lot of fun and you actually earned your first win in csw against ryan matthews and what was a beauty supply match <laughs> where there's all kinds of implements going on in fact i believe there was waxing strips involved yep. uh, tell me a little bit about that match your rivalry with ryan and and how the whole um, match went down at the last csw show well, I seem to attract a lot of men who give good mouth, Mike, because they all they all like to like talk the talk and, you know, they might, you know, want to beat me down and all that stuff. But like eventually, eventually I will always get back up. Ryan has, is a great competitor, a great wrestler. Um, 
full of ideas and I love it. And so when we were setting the, and so, you know, we were setting this up, it was on a whim. And so it started out with, it started out with a scramble and like we had a little thing in the beginning and it was so entertaining to people. They were just like, Oh, we gotta, we gotta milk this. And I loved it. And so it all culminated into the first ever CSW beauty supply match when where a lot of beauty supplies, wax, wax strips, hair dryers, hair curlers, hair clips, all that stuff were, were legal. And I just, I was so, I was like so excited because I was just like, I, because technically I'm still a rookie and I was like, you are given, you are given this match to hype up this crowd, to hype up the Chicago style wrestling crowd, which it's really hard to impress. And so I was just like, oh okay let's kill this and so having that first win out there after you know approximately a year and a half of training it was just a lot of other things like uh, my acting career in in chicago that and all the frustration and trials and tribulations i have experienced like having that first win at csw where i started where i debuted it just culminated into that and i was so elated yeah, CSW, a really fun show, very episodic in nature from show to show, storylines carry <laughs> over well, lots of veteran talent, lots of really good young talent as yes. well, and you're among that group of young talent, like Axel Rico, Mario Pardua, guys like that who are just terrific in the ring. Um, and speaking of episodic television, Proving Ground Chicago on YouTube. Uh, tell me a little bit about how that was derived and what you guys do. So during the pandemic, um, I think it was like the summer and all uh, Axel Rico decided to have this. We Axel Rico had this big idea of wanting to do like, you know, being the elite was huge is huge at the moment. And so we wanted to do this being the elite kind of thing compounded with a, uh, wrestling a wrestling show and it was very cool because for for you know a lot of us we were rookies it trained us and taught us to have how to have matches under our belts how to work the cameras how to do promos how to just in case for me i was kind of you know, the sound operator, I was a sound operator, almost like the lighting designer, the, <laughs> the lighting designer, the sound operator. Um, I think I said that twice, a stage manager and a hard cam operator. So I was just like so many hats at once, but it really taught me to, um, be so versatile in this wrestling world and i loved it and i applaud everybody who has been part of the cast of proving grounds season one um because we are currently filming season two and i cannot wait for the people who are going to watch or going to newly watch um and to and to see that entire glow up because this is this is approximately i think a little bit over oh, almost over one year that we that we were filming and it's going and i think it's going to be amazing and i think it's going to be really cool i think every everybody was like gnawing at the teeth because they wanted to have that experience they wanted to have that opportunity now you can find proving ground chicago on youtube they have a youtube channel you can check out all the episodes there in fact in the very last episode a little bit of a spoiler um 
Mateo, you were the heavyweight champion, but unfortunately you kind of lost the title to Jay Thunder. Yep. What a um, little bit of a disappointment for you there, I'm sure. <laughs> the, the, the experience of season one for you uh, overall was really, really cool, right? Mm-hmm. It was. It was It was a really good experience. Um, just being part of that and being part of a crew and a cast that w- love this product and love professional wrestling and everything in and out of it. We, we, we love it all. Now tell me a little bit about your character and what, what kind of example do you think you can set for the LGBTQ community? And also a uh, personal <coughs> question for me, um, does your character's name derive from the character Mateo on Superstore? Okay. <laughs> okay. So a little bit of backstory and a little bit of tea. Short story, yes. Um, but here's the story of it. Um, I was I wanted to be called uh, Jay Valentine because my uh, I go by Jay I go by Jay in real life and Valentine um, and Valentine is an homage to my father because his name is Valentino and he was born on Valentine's Day. Mm. Um, my government name is Val. And, and it, my dad's name is Valentino. My sister's name is Valerie. So I wanted to keep that Val, that, fir, that Val uh, first part in honor of my family. And so, because I love, because I love my father, um, it goes valid is because he was born on Valentine's Day. Boom. However, I want to be called Jay Valentine and Steve Vaz. I remember this. I remember this time. Steve Vaz was training someone. Came in, came in, and he was just like. And he was just like, you ever watch Superstore? And I was just like, yeah. It's like, I said, and he said, yeah. And I immediately said, I immediately said to him, I swear to God, if you tell me that I look like and act like Mateo from Superstore, I hate you. And he was like, yeah, you look like it. You look, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And it just stuck. It just really stuck. And I was just like, I guess I'm Mateo Valentine because it's, because my dad always taught me was you want to be Googleable. Because when I was when I was starting acting, you wanted to be I want you had to be Googleable because you don't want any like common names because if you have, you know, um, Smiths or something like that, no, um, that that just muddy muddies up things and so it's just like when people think of Mateo Valentine, ooh, that's you. Now going back to your question, I I do identify as LGBTQ plus. I do identify as queer. Um, I dub myself the fat femme Asian sensation because back in Back when, um, you know, social when, when social media was, you know, it's, it's still currently a thing, but in in the heydays, especially when it came to LGBTQ plus um, social media and dating app and dating applications of all that, you know, people would literally say on their profiles, and I kid you not, they would say no fats, no femmes, no Asians. Oh, okay. They would come back to that um just saying oh it's just a preference oh it's just like a preference you know i don't like i don't like fat people i don't like you know effeminate people i don't like asian people you know i don't like asian guys or it's just my preference Mm -hmm. which nowadays people will call that is when you say no asians it's just like it's like you are you know no fats you're fat phobic you know all those things Mm -hmm. and so you know growing up and getting into my lgbtq identity that really affected me and to the point where and I, I had a, I, I was feeling so down and, you know, I had really bad, I, you know, I did a lot of really um, horrible stuff 
to myself. No, no drugs and all that stuff. It's just like really, it's like a lot of image stuff. You know, I didn't eat, I, I barely ate that much. I tried to, you know, I tried to starve myself. I try, I try to, I try to go away, step away from the sun just to make my, to just make sure my skin wasn't brown and all that. I tried, I tried to, I tried to lower my voice and all that. But as I came, as I got older and I got older, you know, when people say it's like, when you get older, you get wiser and the more, and you get, and you learn, you don't care. And so right now I do not care if I'm all, I'm all three, baby. I'm all three and I do not care. And so, um, Mateo Valentine derives from that. Mateo Valentine, this is myself, but way up high, up to a 10, very effeminate. Just having my presence there is, is, is amazing. And, you know, doing, doing all that was really cool. I distinctly remember yesterday when I was making my entrance, um, there were, uh, I, I am Filipino. And so I saw, um, Filipino, uh, Filipino audience members. I saw a little, and I saw them and I was just like, this is what I want to do. This is inspiring because they see, because they see that they, it's like, they see, it's like that, that little, like that teenager might identify with me because of what I look like, all that stuff. I'm a very huge fan of representation and, and racial representation and that, and that kind of justice in all forms of entertainment. And so point blank period, fat, fat, Asian sensation, Mateo Valentine, that is me to attend. And it has grown and it has gotten better and better and better since I debuted. Yeah. Um, you also have an extensive theater background. Um, how long have you been dabbling in theater over the course of your life? In, I have been dabbling in theater. Um, started in high school. Uh, obviously, started in high school. Um, I I got the bug for it because I because my dumbass wanted to be the center of attention. So I was just like, might as well. <laughs> so might as well be theater and all that stuff. I kept on getting, uh, but I kept on getting the supporting roles. But I I stole the scenes. I made sure I st- I make sure it was just like if I'm if I'm in that scene, I'm stealing it. All that stuff. So after high school, I went to the University of Pittsburgh to um, go into uh, forensic science. I wanted to be a forensic scientist. Um, uh, but then I started to dabble back into the theater game in, at the University of Pittsburgh. I did, uh, I did it collegially for four and a half years. Started, started to like understand more of the professional view of acting. Mm-hmm. And so when I graduated college, I decided to pursue it, decided to pursue acting professionally um, after, right after college, before I even started professional wrestling. When what I loved about Chicago is that there's a lot of access. There's not, there's not a lot of, you know, you need to, you, you, you don't need to have an agent here. I mean, having an agent helps, but it's just like, there are, there are you know, there are websites for people to access, to be like, oh, hey, I'm not, I'm not represented, but you know, here's my headshot and resume. And if you want to, here's a reel of mine, da, 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 da. And I just, um, for the past, and so for three years, I was um, grinding, just hoping to get on, just hoping to get good shows, get good reviews and keep on working, get those connections. Yeah. Um- the match you had this past weekend at CSW Northland, it was a 
you and your tag team partner, Joey Mayberry, as glorious and yummy against La Sociedad Boricua, Axel Rico and Juco. And Axel is another guy who's really immersed into drama and improv and stuff like that. So I'm sure you guys were gravitated to each other right away when you guys first met. Oh, yeah. Um, Axel's such a kindred soul. Um, Axel just knows people and is so genuine and so real. And I, I really, really appreciated that when I first started to wrestle and I, I, I loved his no nonsense attitude. I loved I, when I first started out because I would just like, you know, teach me how to do this and like be patient with me. And, but then also help and but he also helps me flourish. And so it's just, Axel, Axel, Axel and I have this incredible relationship that it's just like, we, it, it doesn't need to be acknowledged, but it's just like, you know, we can try, it's like, uh, we can, we can trust each other, especially for proving grounds, especially for anything that we both want to do and all that stuff. It's like, I know I can trust Axel with anything. And I know Axel can trust me. With your extensive background in theater, uh, do you think that made the transition to becoming a professional wrestler a little bit easier? I think I, I, def- I definitely I think it made things a lot of easier because I I was always shoehorned into a lot of campy roles. So with a lot of ca- with a lot of campy roles, it's just a lot of over exaggeration and a lot of big facial expressions and a lot of bit and a lot of big movement. And um, just, but maintaining a storytelling aspect to it. And so I definitely felt like when I was starting to train and I was starting to see how this, how storytelling was being told through professional wrestling, I felt like that part of it was a little bit easier for me. And so I was excited because all I needed was the technique. And once I had those things, I was just like, I am ready to create a story. I'm a physical theater artist, not just a professional wrestler. I like how you put that physical theater artist. That's good. I always tell people, especially to my theater friends, a lot of, a a lot of, some of my theater, some of my theater friends here in Chicago love professional wrestling. And so I always tell my theater friends, it's like professional wrestling is the ultimate form of, of non, of nonverbal physical theater. Because, because it's just, it's like, they are literally, we are literally putting our bodies on the line to tell a story, to tell a story. Most of the time, you know, 85% of the time, not speaking to each other. Yeah. But yet we are telling us we are telling a story through our body movement, through through symbolism, everything. It's just really great. Yeah, wrestling really is an amazing form of theater for sure. Yes. Um, were you a fan of professional wrestling growing up, or is this a relatively new phenomenon for you? So um, back when I said wrestling is a great form of physical theater, I did not watch professional wrestling when I was a kid. So I'm a, I'm a rarity, as I would like to say. I did not watch it when I was a kid. I was watching, I was, you know, watching like cartoons and all that stuff. But when I saw professional wrestling, I was like, oh, this, this isn't, this isn't for me because it's, it's violent and all that stuff. But so I think it was like during college, I think it was, I think it was during college because 
I was so in, I was very entranced into fight choreography. So it was like swords, daggers, um, guns, two-handed swords, um, hand-to-hand combat. I was just like, ooh, this is cool. I love it. And then all of a sudden, you know, YouTube does this really weird thing in which I think it just like attracts what I think. And I think it showed me an old match with AJ Lee in it. And I was I was entranced by it. I love um, watching characters that have a strong a strong female lead because it's just like fuck the patriarchy, all that stuff. You know, I'm an I'm an independent woman. I can do whatever I want. Do the so da, 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 da. and so when I saw that video of AJ Lee just kicking ass and all that stuff, I'm just like boom. I'm entranced. I want to. I kept I kept on watching more and more and more, and it was just like really good. Very cool. Uh, great story, uh, Mateo. And we really appreciate having you on. Uh, real quick, before we let you go, uh, promote your social media and any upcoming events you have. Of course, of course. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Mateo Valentine 8, M-A-T-E-O-V-A-L as in Larry, E-N as in Nancy, T as in Tom, I-N-E 8, and Mateo Valentine 829 on Instagram.com. Um, Instagram.com, what? No, people don't say that. Oh my God, am I old? Um, <laughs> you can find me, um, I will be wrestling at Power Entertainment at T-Woods. Yeah. On Friday, August 6th. And then I will also be wrestling at Chicago Style Wrestling at uh, on August 20th. And I will also be making my uh, Chicagoland Championship Wrestling debut on August 21st. Yeah, that's pretty cool. John Bullard does a, a really good job over there uh, Love him. in Michigan City. Uh, so we'll look forward to seeing you out there as well. That'd be cool. That's gonna It's going to be amazing. I cannot wait. All right, thanks for coming on, Mateo. Thank you Have a so great much. Day. I really appreciate it. All right, Mateo Valentine, a very fun guest. A lot of interesting stuff to talk about with him. Catch him this weekend at POW Entertainment at Friday Night Lights at T-Wood Bar and Grill in Wooddale. All right, next week, we'll be monitoring the exciting developments in local and national wrestling, and we're working on attaining another guest for the Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody.